Who was Milton Friedman? His ideas about free markets and monetary policy turned the conventional Keynesian world upside down, forever changing the world's macroeconomic landscape. What does he represent that makes him the darling of neoliberals, libertarians, and conservatives? Dr. Friedman has illuminated the importance of preventing government from manipulating markets. He's drafted a whole series of constitutional amendments to limit taxation and government spending, to limit debt, to limit the money supply, tariffs, and government interference with market pricing mechanisms. And what is his legacy today? Like the great president he inspired, instead of catering to the conventional wisdom, he redefined convention. His were the opening shots of the Reagan revolution. This is the Milton Friedman that we've been chasing on fuckers. The Nobel Prize winning economist lauded for dedication to price theory and monetary policy. The man more associated with the University of Chicago than John D. Rockefeller who bankrolled it. A man whose confidence overshadowed his petite physical form and made him a giant among contemporaries. A master polemicist, a shrewd politician in his own right, and the destroyer of Keynesian theory. Milton Friedman was indeed larger than life, and the only thing bigger than his ego is the impact that he had on the field of economics. Friedman did for economists what Steve Jobs did for computer geeks. Before Friedman, economists were cast aside as purveyors of the, quote, dismal science. They were second-class citizens in academia and in Washington, with one and only one exception, John Maynard Keynes. Keynes was the towering figure of the discipline who would spend time at the top and bottom of the mountain of public opinion. But prior to Friedman, he was the field of economics. But if Keynes was Babe Ruth, then Friedman was Joe DiMaggio. He took over the game of economics, gave it some star quality, and became the face of the franchise. Only this franchise wasn't in New York. This is my kind of town, Chicago is my kind of town, Chicago is. The University of Chicago and its economics department has cast a shadow over Boston, New York, and London for the better part of 50 years, ever since this little powerhouse stepped up to the plate. All you have to say is the Chicago School, and those in finance, economics, and politics know exactly what you're referring to. So it'll factor heavily as a main character throughout the episode because its rich history and influence over our daily lives today is undeniable. The purpose of this teaser is to set the stage for our feature episode on the man that we've spent so much time ripping apart. A review of themes from prior episodes might be important to help guide us, though it's just a refresher. The full episode will stand on its own for sure, but for those of you who have dipped into the archives, some of the building blocks will be familiar. In one of our earliest episodes titled Priorities, War, Wealth, and Welfare, we broke down the modern U.S. budget process and lightly introduced the burgeoning concept of modern monetary theory. Now, full disclosure, we have a complete episode on MMT on the docket, so we weren't too explicit previously. What we did illustrate in that episode is how politicians have become adept at perverting economic policy and theory to shape public opinion around what matters in a budget and what doesn't. 
The conservatives from Nixon forward have crafted a brilliant psychological strategy that manipulates the public into making choices that are clearly against their own self-interests. Now, in our capitalism episode, we breeze through a quick history from Adam Smith forward to argue that what we have today barely resembles capitalism, at least with respect to how the pioneers of this economic theory would view it. This is where we really started to lean into the deleterious effect the Friedman era and the Chicago school had on public policy. Now, we really dropped the hammer on Uncle Fucknut in our Ronald Reagan episode because it was the first time that theories that largely lived on paper and in textbooks were weaponized by an administration. From there, we doubled down on our trio of corporate America shows from America Inc. through a two-parter called Corporate Irresponsibility. Now, in these, we demonstrated how policies from the Reagan era moved seamlessly into the corporate world and helped begin our steady march to the massive state of inequality we live under today. If you're so inclined before the Chicago School show drops, maybe you're having trouble sleeping or enjoy stabbing yourself in the eye with sharp objects, you can revisit these episodes or check them out for the first time if you're a new unfucker. Fair warning, as much as I truly love fucking with Uncle Milt, the picture we'll paint of him will be far more balanced. No, this is not one of those both sides kind of podcasts. I truly believe Freeman to be one of the more destructive forces in modern history. But there's a reason he ascended to the top of his field and remained there for so long. Friedman, the economist, was brilliant and formidable. In fact, part of the challenge of putting an episode like this together is trying to minimize the jargon of economics and translate the field into tangible outcomes and events. But we have to dig enough into the study of economics to demonstrate that Friedman held his own among the greats. Now, speaking of greats, the other challenge of assembling a sweeping episode such as this is that we'll have to ignore some legendary figures. We'll touch on as many of the giants that add to our narrative as possible, from Keynes and Friedman to Stigler, Becker, and Knight. We'll make cursory references to their forebears from Smith to Ricardo, and leave aside others such as Schumpeter or Viner simply in the interest of time. But it's important to understand that trying to isolate the top figures of economics is like trying to rank the greatest baseball players of all time. For every looming figure we highlight, there are 50 more Hall of Famers that won't even be mentioned. As for policy, we'll do our best to unpack the big stuff like neoclassicism and price theory, small but important developments like the Laffer curve or Phillips curve, and explain the nature of the rift between Keynes' general theory and Friedman's monetary policy, basically the World Series of economic arguments. But more like which team was better, the 69 Mets or the 86 Mets? I'm sorry, I don't know why the fuck I'm even making so many baseball references, but I had to swap out the Yankees stuff because fuck the Yankees. Sorry, bring it back, Max. Bring it back. I truly hope we do the man and his legacy justice and convey the importance of his work in some meaningful way that contributes to the discourse of our economic policy. While his ideas mostly sit squarely on the opposite side of the seesaw from mine, there are points where we balance with precision. On balance, however... He wasn't just on the wrong side of history. He was writing it. And so, in the end, I mostly hope to convey why it is we end each episode with it. Why every email to us signs off with it. Why nearly every review of our show contains the words that we shall carry forward in our hearts and on the tip of our tongues. Fuck Milton Friedman. Unfucking Coffee is available for pre-order today at unftr.com, the new home of Unfucking the Republic. 
Unfuckers can be subfuckers by joining our free Substack at unftr.substack.com. Here endeth the teaser.